Good morning, everybody. Higher trade in the grain markets here on Wednesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures up three and a quarter at 6.01 and a half. March soybeans up 10 and a half cents at 13.23 and a quarter. March Chicago wheat up three and a half at 8.02 and a half. March Kansas City wheat up a half cent at 8.42. March spring wheat up five and three quarters at 10.31 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it, guys. Leave me a rating, leave me a review. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you have not already. Uh, Leave me a comment. All of those things will help me to continue to grow this channel. My goal is to get to 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. I think we're at about 3,300. Help me out there. If you need some additional assistance for me, guys, go to my website, standardgrain.com. Click on Grain Marketing Plan in the upper right-hand corner. I've got a subscription service that you should check out, $49.99 a month. I will send you my morning email, which goes out every business day uh, just before I start these live streams. That includes every overnight headline you need to be aware of, all of the weather information that I believe you'll need, all of my grain marketing recommendations, uh, recommendations for cash sales, capture and carry, options, all of that sort of stuff. A lot of those topics are also covered in my subscriber-only videos and content. As I said yesterday, guys, if you're watching on YouTube, you're getting like 10% of, of the information that I send out. Um, the, the stuff that I do that's actually actionable is part of the subscription service. So give that deal a shot. President Biden said yesterday that the U.S. Uh, will not go back to lockdowns similar to March 2020. And I think that this was a big factor in regard to a lot of financial markets. You know, the uh, the U.S. stock market had closed lower in three consecutive sessions uh, prior to yesterday, and we saw a big rebound yesterday. So Biden said that uh, the U.S. is prepared. He says schools don't have to shut down. He added that we should be concerned about this new variant, but not panic. So the S&P 500 was up 1.8% yesterday. That's a really nice day. The Dow Jones was up 560 points or 1.6%. The rally followed, again, three days of losses. Um, I think that this helped a whole bunch of stuff, maybe including some of our commodity markets. You can always make the argument that um, this COVID stuff, positive or negative, will affect the corn market because of the ethanol tie. And and we know from March 2020 that when the assumption is that we're going to use a lot less gas, the corn market suffers drastically because the ethanol industry is such a massive source of demand for corn. So this was seen as being a positive factor yesterday. Now, we had some upside breakouts on these grain charts. Uh, You look at the corn chart, we had peaked at this 596 to 598 level in March corn on a few different occasions, and we broke out above that, and we're above $6 here this morning. Same thing in soybeans. We had that peak from November at $13 um, in the March contract back from November. We broke out above that, um, and now we're in the 1320s here early this morning, so technical breakout there. We had kind of this like head and shoulders pattern on the uh, Kansas City wheat chart. And this 817 is is the neckline, if you know how to read a head and shoulders pattern. We broke out above that and and kind of negated that pattern. So certainly some good looking stuff on the technical side uh, in regard to these grain markets. Um, uh, Yesterday and into this morning, and that has certainly uh, helped to encourage some buying, in my opinion. This is probably the biggest story in regard to uh, the grain markets right now, or at least the row crop markets. South American crop estimates are being reduced. Well-followed crop scout Dr. Michael Cordonier, uh, corn and soybean advisor, he pegged the Brazilian soybean crop at 142 million metric tons, down from his previous estimate of 144. USDA is also, or USDA is at 144, so he's now below USDA. He pegged the Argentina soybean crop at 49 million metric tons, which is down from his previous estimate of 50. USDA 
is at 49 and a half. He also cut his soybean forecast for Paraguay, maintains a lower bias in regard to the bean crop for all three countries. Um, he also reduced his Brazilian corn crop estimate to 115 million metric tons from 116 previously. USDA is up at 118. So dryness in South Brazil and Argentina in particular has been a hot topic among grain traders recently. That may be the biggest driver of prices here short term is that we've got some South American weather issues. Now, when you look at the forecast, it hasn't changed here this morning. South Brazil, Argentina, Paraguay, they're going to remain mostly dry really through the first four or five days of January, the way that the maps look here this morning. Um, so the situation has not changed. If it does change and say you come back over Christmas and or after Christmas, and there's a bunch of rain in the forecast for those areas, that's a bearish factor for the market. But for the moment here, this weather situation uh, remains a friendly input, in my opinion. There was also some trade chatter yesterday suggesting additional Chinese interest in U.S. soybeans. These rumors, of course, uh, very often will occur when the market rallies, and we'll see if China is, in fact, interested in some beans. We'll be on the lookout for flash sales either today or tomorrow. Uh, traders continue to discuss a U.S. export window that appears to it appears as if it's going to close prematurely due to the expectation of an early Brazilian harvest. Uh, cash market suggesting that Brazil is going to have some beans uh, that will be uh, certainly competitive versus the U.S. now sometime in, in mid to late January. So they're going to have an, an early harvest in a lot of areas of Brazil. The EPA is reviewing the use of dicamba. Uh, the group is re is reviewing whether or not the weed killer can be sprayed safely on soybean and cotton crops that are designed to resist the chemical without posing unreasonable risks to other crops. Uh, this has been going on for years, reports of, of dicamba drift, which takes place when um, the product drifts away from the intended field and into other adjacent or surrounding fields. The EPA said it received 3,500 reports um, this past year indicating damage of more than 1 million non-dicamba tolerant soybean acres. Uh, this was a quote from the EPA. Right now, we don't know whether over-the-top dicamba can be used in a matter that doesn't pose unreasonable risks to non-target crops and other plants. Uh, they did say that regulatory changes are not likely to be implemented in 2022. Uh, they will, however, work with states that are seeking further restrictions. So in regard to uh, 2022, any change uh, regarding dicamba would be a state-by-state -state issue. It's not going to be an EPA or federal issue. Remember, guys, January grain options expire uh, tomorrow. Make sure you take a look at any positions you have there. And um, remember, the markets are closed on Friday, of course. The cattle market had a really nice day yesterday. Fat cattle up uh, almost a dollar across the board. Feeder cattle up more than that. Hogs up uh, sharply, more than $2, almost $3 in that nearby February contract. Cash cattle's been thin at, at 135 so far this week. I don't know if you're going to see much established given the holiday. The box beef market was lower yesterday. Feeder cattle index lower yesterday. Uh, the cash hog market was up sharply yesterday from what I heard. U.S. dollar marginally lower ahead of the cash open. The S&P's up two points. The Dow's up 50. Uh, bonds up a little bit. Precious metals up a little bit. Crude oil is down five cents in the March WTI contract at 70.77. Everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you guys same time tomorrow.